Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for November 6, 2019. I'm teaching a series entitled Grace and Truth. This is part 43 of the overall series, and today's message is really important. I'm calling this one the fruit of God's spirit, which is letting people see your good works. People are supposed to be able to see Jesus in you. When they come in contact with you, they're supposed to come in contact with God. They're going to see that when you do the good works that God planned for you to do from the foundations of the world. So let's deal with that today. You're doing this by God's spirit for God's glory. So the foundational scriptures for this series are John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. Those scriptures say, well, the Lord Jesus, the word became flesh. He made his dwelling among us. We were able to behold his glory. It was the glory of the only begotten of the Father, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. In verse 17, John 1 and 17, the Bible says that the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And so as New Covenant, New Testament believers, we're supposed to live not by the law that was given by Moses, but by the grace and truth provided through Jesus Christ. So we study Galatians chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, to really kind of see this compare and contrast between the law and God's grace. And we finally got to the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. One of the fruit is goodness. We dealt with that yesterday. I'm going to deal with it again today. And what I did yesterday was give you a couple other scriptures. So today, as I go back to the same point, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read Galatians 5. Then I'm going to give you Ephesians 2 and 10. Then I'm going to give you uh, Matthew 5 and 16. Let's get all of those scriptures out of the way. And then I'm going to jump into some points. And, and as I give you these points, I, this is actually a very important message. This is, this is something I believe the body of Christ needs to hear. All right? So let's get into it. These are the scriptures. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23 read, But the fruit that is produced by the Holy Spirit that's living on the inside of you is divine love. And this love is expressed in various ways. And here are eight fruit of the Holy Spirit. You ready? They are joy that overflows, peace that subdues, Patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue or good works, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. So never set the rules of the law above these qualities, for these qualities are meant to be limitless, the Bible says. In Ephesians 2 and 10, from the easy to read version, the Bible says God has made us what we are. In Christ Jesus, God made us new people once you're born again. Why did he make us new people once we're born again? Paul said, so that we could then spend the rest of our lives doing the good things that God had already planned for us to do. That same verse in the Passion Bible translation reads, we have become God's poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny given to each one of us. For we are joined with Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny, and the good works that we would do in order to fulfill it. So we have a destiny, and there are good works connected to our destiny. In Matthew 5 and 16, the Bible says in the New International Version, in the same way, this was Jesus speaking, let your light shine before others, for all the world to see, that people may see your good deeds and glorify the Father, which is in heaven. And that same verse in the easy to read says, in the same way, you should be a light for other people. Live so that they will see the good things that you do, and then in doing, they will praise the Father. So I'm talking about good works. I'm talking about letting God be seen in your good works, and this message is very important. So what does this mean to you today? I have four things to share with you. As I prepare to share these, I want you to open up your heart, 
rid yourself of all distractions, focusing on what God is saying in these four things. You ready? Number one, here we go. Look at me. You are not a mistake. You were born for God's divine purpose. Your purpose is connected to the impact that God wants to make in, with, and through your life on this planet. This means you have work to do. God did not just save you so that you could die one day and go to heaven. If all God wanted for you was for you to go to heaven and you're born again, then that's really nothing else that God would need to do. If all God wanted was for you to go to heaven, then you would be dead. But guess what? There's air still flowing through your lungs. There's blood still flowing through your veins. So that means that God is not through with you. Your job is to find and follow and finish your divine assignment before you die. And you don't have any excuses because God gave you his word. God gave you his spirit. God gave you his grace. So you have everything you need to make the impact that you were born to make. So now it's your job to get out there and get after it. Number two, if you're born again, you must realize that God saved you for your purpose. You were not saved to sit. You were saved to serve. And part of your service includes a four-letter word. I'm going to tell you what this four-letter word is. It is work. You have some work to do. God wants you to be led of his spirit and governed by his word to do the work that you were born to do. This is how God is seen and glorified in this world. When you get out there and you get to work and you do it as unto the Lord, you do it by God's spirit. You do it for God's glory. Number three, all work is honorable work. Listen, all work is honorable. Don't look down on anyone else. And if your work is connected to your purpose, not only is it honorable, but it is divine. It is supernatural. You are anointed to do it. it listen, and it may not have anything to do with church. And that's okay. Let me explain. For too long, some people in the church have created a climate to where the five-fold ministry gifts, like I'm, I'm one of those, but a five-fold ministry gift, a, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, where like these people are the anointed ones, and that's it, whereas most people are not. Or there's been an emphasis on ministering to people uh, on the praise team, if you can sing, or in the choir, or in the usher, or as an usher, or in the parking lot. Now, now doing your part in church is fine. I'm not saying anything about that. You should do your part in church. But the thing about it, that's just a part. Doing your part in church is a part of your life's assignment. And you should never feel like a second-class Christian because you're not one of the five-fold ministry gifts or you can't sing or you're not called to minister through this or that. Listen, at the end of the day, if you're born again, you have a purpose. You have to go out there and do it. Maybe you're called to business. If you're called to business, you have the grace to do it. God's anointing is on you. It's supernatural to make deals. The Holy Spirit will lead you as you do what you do. The same goes for being a doctor, a lawyer, a barber, a beautician, a teacher, a mechanic, or whatever it is that God has called you to do. Whatever your work is, then you should do it and do it with all your might. You should do it as unto the Lord. You should do it with a spirit of excellence. Do it in a way that God can be seen and glorified. And don't take any condemnation because you're not called to preach or to pastor. Listen, you can't control what you're called to do. God called you from the foundations of the world. And so you do whatever it is that you're called to do. You can't control what God called you to do, but what you can control is your attitude. You can have the right attitude. And you, as you go out there and you do whatever it is that you're called to do, you should do it 
you embrace your assignment, you do it to glorify the Lord, and you do it in a way that God can be seen. And you do it with a smile on your face. You do it with a spring in your step. You do it with a song in your heart. And, and number four, and finally, the last point I'm going to make is about money. It takes money to finance ministry. It takes money to fund kingdom projects all around the world. I'm currently in Las Vegas at a conference. And yesterday, I learned of an organization that has raised $43 billion to help eradicate extreme poverty around the world. And their goal is to eradicate extreme poverty globally by 2030. Now, as I was hearing about this organization, I was like, you know what? God is in that. God is involved in that. And that, that's supernatural. That is God operating through that organization. God is strategic. He can use you as a conduit of kingdom finance. God can use you to fund kingdom projects all around the world. God has millions of ways to get you millions of dollars to do what it is that, he's, that he wants to do on this planet. So God can raise you up and give you favor with people who are in position to fund these projects. There's capital out there that's waiting to, to go into the kingdom. This is how the Bible says that the wealth of the wicked will be transferred over to the children of God to be used of God for his glory. And guess what? The management of that wealth or being a conduit of kingdom finance, that's spiritual. You may not be someone who, who can sing, or you may not be someone who's called to preach. Uh, you may not even be someone who considers themselves a minister in the church, which is, which is wrong, by the way, because the word minister means servant, and we're all called to serve. But the point is that if you're called to run a business or start a business, or if you're called to generate wealth in order to fund kingdom projects, then you are no less anointed than your pastor. Let me say that again. You are no less anointed than your pastor. You are no less important than anyone else in the body of Christ. You, sh you should not look down on anyone else and you should not look down on yourself. Don't let others look down on you. You embrace your work, whatever your work is, and you do it because you are doing what you were called to do. You are doing it in a way that God can be seen and God can be glorified. You are doing it in a way that, that you are actually performing your divine assignment. This is your ministry. So whatever it is, you do it. You do it as unto the Lord. You do it with a spirit of excellence. And you do it in a way that God can be seen, God can be acknowledged, and God can be glorified. When the spotlight is on you, you deflect that glory back unto God. Listen, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in ministry and I'm also in business. And, I, and so on the business side, you know, people need to see believers in the, on this side. People need to hear Jesus. I bring Jesus into meetings, into conversations, into dinners, into different things. The power of God is released in, in, into people's lives that probably would never hear Jesus any other way. These are people that are probably not, a lot of them don't go to church, not planning on going to church. But God will bring the kingdom to them through you. Do your work as unto the Lord and never feel less than anyone else because you're not called to preach or you don't wear a clergy collar. That's ridiculous. You are anointed to do what it is that God has called you to do. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I was born for such a time as this. I was born with a purpose. I was born for your purpose. I spent a portion of my life wandering aimlessly through this world. But now that I'm born again, those days are over. I am led of your spirit every day in every way. The Holy Spirit makes it clear that I was not saved to be lazy. I am saved to work and work I shall. 
I will spend the remainder of my days doing what it is that you've called me to do. And I'm not jealous of anyone. <laughs> I'm content with my assignment. They have their calling. I have mine. I'm at peace with it. I do it every day. I do it with a smile on my face. And you are seen in my work. You are glorified in what I do. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. Head into this day right now, determine that you are going to work. You're going to do it as unto the Lord, and you're going to make sure that God is seen in everything that you do. Do me a favor before you leave the screen, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you. God bless you.